Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Beautiful one, God, we thank you for coming and joining us in our midst this morning. We thank you that we can come before you as your children. Thank you, God, that you care about every little request that we have, every big, every small, and everything in between, God. So we lift up uh, those who are on our extended prayer list, God. We lift up John Hafner's continued healing. Um, we lift up uh, those who are suffering from addiction, those who are suffering from long-term ailments um, like cancer, like dementia. God, we pray that you would be in their midst. We pray that you would bring health and wellness. We pray that you would bring wholeness and joy into their lives, God. We lift up specifically Matthew Wallum, who is undergoing stem cell treatments. We understand um, that you know every cell in his body, God. Um, so as you seek to heal that esophageal cancer, God, nothing is too big for you. God, we lift up John Locke and his surgery wound that is not healing well after cancer treatments as well. Um, so God, we pray that there would be complete wellness, health, and healing there. God, we lift up um, Sandra and her pancreatic cancer as well. God, we lift up uh, Shanna Crawford as she heals and recovers from her car accident, God. And most of all, God, from the heartache of losing uh, her dog, Ellie Mae. God, we, we lift up um, just her heart and her body to you, God, that she would be healed, that she would be well. God, we lift up Ivan Hutcherson, who is also in the hospital. We lift up all of those who are undergoing treatments and who are uh, recovering from COVID right now. God, as we seek to see the end of this pandemic, God, we know that nothing is too big for you, that nothing is greater than you are. And so we pray um, against COVID. We pray against all that would come against your believers, God. And so we pray a hedge of protection around us, around our loved ones. Um, and we pray that we would see the end of this. God, we lift up all of those who are in uh, broken relationships, those who need healed uh, families, those who need healed family situations. Um, we pray that you would bring restoration there as well, God. And Lord, uh, when we are unsure of what to say, when we don't even have the words because there's nothing but groanings in our spirit, thank you that your Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And thank you that you gave us the words to speak so long ago when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Do I have any children who would like to come forward for a children's moment? I think they're all busy in our new playground today. Some of y'all may have noticed our sanctuary has a new uh, space carved out for children specifically uh, to spread out to have some room to wiggle this morning. Um, oh, fabulous. Okay. My youth are going to be kids today too. Thank you for coming up so that we can have a children's moment. Y'all go ahead and have a seat. All right. So y'all are going to know all the answers to these questions. This is from our Christmas Eve service. What is this a picture of? The manger scene? Yeah, the nativity. Okay, so who do you see in this manger scene? Who's, who are the characters? Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and the three wise men. Three wise men? Yeah. So did you guys have a good Christmas? 
Did you know that it's still Christmas? Did you know that Christmas is more than just one day? Did you know that there are 12 days of Christmas? There's a song about that. How does the song go? Can I remember? Oh, yeah, on the first day of Christmas, a partridge in a pear tree, right? And then you have 12 whole more days where there's like seven swans of swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, all those things, right? Um, so yes, we are still in Christmas, and it is Christmas until the 6th of January. That'll be the 12th day of Christmas, right? Um, and that is epiphany. Get to learn a new word today, epiphany. Like you're having a really good idea. You look like you're having a good idea, Xander. Yeah, you're having an epiphany right now, right? Yes, yes. So we call that epiphany. That is when we celebrate the wise men bringing the gift to baby Jesus, right? Okay, and what were the three gifts that they brought? There's three of y'all, so y'all can each give me an answer. What were the three gifts? I'll let you go first. Uh, Einstein's thinking of that. It's, it's, yeah, Frankenstein, Frankincense. Yes, Frankincense, that's a good one. And gold, and last one, do you remember what it was? Myrrh, yes, myrrh, yep. Some spices and some all sorts of things, right? So gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, so when we think of Christmas, don't worry, it's not over yet. We can keep the Christmas tree up for another week at least, right? Because it's almost epiphany, but it's still Christmas. So let's pray. Um, will y'all pray after me? All right. Dear God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for coming as a tiny baby to save us all. Thank you that it's still Christmas. Help us to keep celebrating. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Our scripture this morning uh, gets very theologically deep. So get ready to go on a journey with me, y'all, uh, into the Gospel of John, uh, starting in chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. So the Gospel of John doesn't start like the other Gospels uh, with, you know, this familiar baby Jesus in a manger, you know, our, our shepherds and our wise men, the people and the characters that we recognize, right? Um, it doesn't start like the others. It starts way before then. It starts in the beginning. And when I say in the beginning, I mean in the very beginning, right? Um, that in the beginning phrase, does that remind you of somewhere else you've seen it in scripture? Genesis 1.1. Yes. In the beginning, God created. And in the beginning, Jesus was there with God and Jesus was God. This is where we get a lot of our Trinity theology, right? Jesus is the word. Jesus is with God and is God both at the same time. It's yes and. It seems confusing, but it's really not. It's one of those things we take on faith, the Trinity, right? But anytime that you see the word with a capital W, they're talking about Jesus, right? Jesus predates the existence of all things because Jesus is not created. Jesus is begotten of the Father, but has always been, right? All things are created through Jesus, and without him, not one thing is made. The word, Jesus. So as I uh, was looking over this scripture this week, and as I was scrolling in my social medias, all of my friends are the kind of friends who start to say, you know, my word for 2022, right? Do any of y'all do, instead of New Year's resolutions, they say my word for 2022 is, you know, growth or forgiveness or uh, transformation or whatever the case may be, right? And so as I was thinking of their words and I was contemplating my word and, and thinking about the word, Jesus Christ, um, and putting Christ back in the center of our priorities, making sure that the word is the word that I choose for the center, um, I keep coming back to the word grace. And grace is, um, obviously, it's the name of our church, right? We are Grace Church. We are the people of the second chance. But, but what does that mean? And what does that mean for me? What does that mean for us as a congregation? And what does that mean for us as a people, right? Um, and so one of my favorite characters that I think exemplifies grace in one of the best possible ways, he's one of the best written characters in fiction, I think, um, comes from Les Miserables. How many of y'all have seen the play or watched the movie or read the book? Or yes, it was a book first before it was a musical, uh, before it was a Broadway play. Um, but my favorite, favorite character in there is the bishop in Les Miserables. His name is Monsieur Bienvenu, and that translates into literally Mr. Welcome, right? He is Bishop Welcome. He is the epitome of hospitality. He is the epitome of grace. He is exactly what, um, he does exactly what Christ would have us do. And so in the story of Les Miserables, there is the main character, Jean Valjean, who in the beginning of the story is released from prison. So he is a convict. He is out on parole and he cannot find work anywhere. He cannot find shelter anywhere. He cannot uh, earn an honest living because he is a convict, because he has to show everyone his papers and that he is out on parole. And so he has a hard time of it. And he ends up sleeping out in the cold on the doorstep until he finally reaches the doorstep of the bishop, right? 
until he gets to this particular parish. And he's taken in for the night, and they welcome him, and they show just such radical hospitality. They give him food, they give him a bed, they give him a place to warm up. And in response, Jean Valjean, well, I'll let you see in the clip in just a minute, uh, how Jean Valjean reacts and what happens in accordance um, in the story. So we'll use wooden spoons. I don't want to hear anything more about it. I'm sorry to disturb you. You caught him. But I had my eye on this man. Oh, my God. I'm very angry with you, Jean Valjean. What happened to your eye, Monseigneur? Didn't he tell you he was our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed. <laughs> that you gave it to him. Yes. Of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You're really letting me go? Didn't you understand the bishop? Madam, you know, offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Thank you. Don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to either. With this silver, I bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. didn't deserve grace. He didn't earn grace. He didn't earn mercy. And yet the bishop gave it to him anyways. He is the epitome of turning the other cheek, literally. 
and gives Jean Valjean a second chance. And from this second chance, Jean Valjean goes on to do great and wonderful things and leads an honest life and helps many, many people and is this wonderful turning point in his life. He didn't deserve grace, but received it anyways. Neither did we. We didn't deserve grace either, but we received it anyways. When Jesus came to earth, when Jesus chose to put on flesh and suffer and die a human death for us. Jesus didn't have to do that for us, but chose to do so because of God's love for us. Verse 16, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. We should have received the law, right? The law indeed was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We received grace upon grace. And so then how do we live accordingly? How do we make grace our word for 2022? How do we live according to the word, capital W, and how Christ would have us live in 2022? Who do we forgive? Who do we include? Who do we embrace? How do we love like Jesus loves? How do we show grace upon grace like we were given grace upon grace? That's what the writer of John in today's scripture was talking about. Christ did this for us so that we could have the opportunity to become children of God, right? Uh, that's in verse 12. It says, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, the he gave the power to become children of God. We get to become children of God. How amazing is that? So how do we live accordingly? How can we live as children of God? What do we need to do and who do we need to make room for and, and what do we need to forgive and release and give grace for in the name of Jesus? There is a beautiful tradition, it's thousands of years old, of reciting what we believe with others in our belief system in order to live according to those beliefs. And we've done it for generations as Christians in the Apostles' Creed. How many of y'all are familiar with the Apostles' Creed? How many of y'all can go one more and say they're familiar with the Nicene Creed? Yeah, the council at Nicaea. Um, so the Apostles' Creed is one of the oldest statements in our Christian tradition. Um, I think they're trying to get it on the screen for me because I forgot to tell them we were doing that this service as well. Um, but in just a minute, what I would love to do with all of you is have us all stand together and recite the Apostles' Creed together because there is power in proclaiming what we believe, right? We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God all at the same time, right? We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of forgiveness. We believe in the resurrection. And so because we believe all of this, we get to live differently. And so as we proclaim that together, um, I'm going to ask you to stand. And if you would join with me as we recite our creeds together, as we remember what we believe and why we believe it. So the Apostles' Creed is one of the oldest statements of faith in the Christian tradition, beginning life as the baptismal vows of the early Roman church. Let us join together in boldly declaring who we know God to be as Christians, as Christians have been doing for nearly 2,000 years. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And then the Nicene Creed is born out of a centuries-long effort to settle on a shared understanding of who God truly is. So let us join together in seeing clearly God, three in one, who will reign victorious. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. He became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for entering into that practice with me this morning. I appreciate it. There is power in proclaiming the name of Jesus, in proclaiming who Christ is, not just uh, for the world, but for us and for you. So thank you, Lord, um, for coming to the world for us. Thank you for putting on human flesh. Let us pray uh, as the band comes forward for our final song this morning. God, thank you that you came to give us grace upon grace, that you give us new chances and new starts every time we need them, God. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Help us to keep you at the center, not just this year, but always, God, as we remember the word, our word for 2022 is you, is grace. In the name of Jesus, amen. May we surrender all to Christ this year, this week, and always to the word made flesh who came and gave us grace upon grace so that we may become children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go in peace.